Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you at right now, tuned in around the world. You know what it is when you hear this voice coming through your speakers on this beautiful Friday. You know what you're tuned into. This is another Camper Chronicle Productions. And beautiful people, this is the Bringing the Wood podcast. And I'm your host, <laughs> D. Wood. Up to no good. It is a beautiful Friday. Y'all know my saying. Happy Friday. Or for my people who work like us, happy fuck work Friday. But we made it through another week. I'm here at Dolo. And not only am I here at Dolo, Mother Nature out here tripping. I gave her a compliment yesterday on the weather and how it was all sunny and looking like springtime. She turned around and make it rain where I'm at, y'all. Right on cue. So... Mother Nature doing what she do, but thank y'all for tuning into another episode. Y'all know what it is. It's Football Friday, and uh, we're going to get straight into it. We're talking football, and we're talking NFL. We're talking offseason talk. We're talking draft talk. We're going to continue to break down uh, division by division, draft needs, and team picks. So y'all know we're going to keep that going. If you were tuned in yes to yesterday's episode on Thursday, we covered the AFC and NFC South, went over its teams. Their, all the picks they have and went and went through positions they should draft with their first three picks. We'll be doing the same thing today. And today will be the NFC North. And it's crazy that just picking the North. I picked North because I did South. So South, North, East, West. It was kind of how it went in my head. So with picking the North, it's crazy because the two quarterbacks that's the most controversial right now, both in the NFC North. Well, not both in the NFC North, but both in the North, in the NFC and in the AFC North. And I'm talking... A-Rod and Lamar Jackson. But before we get to that in the goodness of, you know what I'm saying, the offseason and, and those draft needs for those teams, because I know I got fans of, of those teams on here as well, so I want to make sure I get that to y'all so y'all can know what you guys should do and maybe who you should draft. But we will start. We got to start, we gotta start uh, with this Joe Mixon news that just popped up. Uh, you know, he was uh, – he had the charges dropped because they didn't have no physical evidence on a situation of uh, him being aggra- an aggravated menace. And this was in January and they didn't have no evidence, but they've discovered new evidence in the case. Um, obviously, you know, you're innocent until proven guilty. But, yeah, it was the innocent he had gotten to uh, earlier this year. You can go read into it. I'm not going to do too much into it. But, again, they say they found some a new discovery in the case to where now they're going to try to charge him. He's being charged. So now it's, you know, the next process. So it is what it is. Prayers out to Joe Mixon. You know what I'm saying? Because Rowan's always bounced back. So I definitely uh, want to shoot that out there like that. And um, another quarterback I want to talk about is Cam Newton. Obviously, we all been seeing Cam. He uh, went out and helped his brother out at his pro day and went through. Uh, I didn't mind him throwing at the pro day. I just had a problem with everything he said at the pro day, whether he was right or wrong or what he said. But, again, you know, he's trying to get back in the league. He's trying to get a ring, trying to get some, a couple more checks. So I'm not going to hate on nobody getting their money. Uh, but he also came out yesterday, excuse me, right after I got off the air, and he sent a, a list of all the quarterbacks that he would be a backup for. And I'm going to actually run down the list because it's funny how, he, how the players he names. Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, Tua Tungvaloa, Malik Willis, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers, Sam Howe. So obviously right off the gate, one name that was out there was Patrick Mahomes that didn't make the list. That was the first thing I seen when I read the list. I said, oh, you put Patrick on here. And I didn't know if he was saying, you don't even want to be on that team because then you would technically know you were just ring chasing by saying you wouldn't mind being Patrick Mahomes' backup. Or could you be saying you wouldn't want to be a backup to Mahomes because you could do what he's doing in that offense? Again, this is just me reading, uh, you know, some of the quarterbacks that he didn't name. Again, he threw Malik Willis on the list, which was crazy. Again, he threw out a bunch of rookies who go get drafted, letting those teams know, hey, if you need a veteran backup to, to mentor these guys, I can. I think Cam Newton could be a good mentor to a younger quarterback, so I won't knock that. I think he's had a a, a very smooth, other than the little incident with one of the reporters he got into it with, uh, one of the lady reporters. That was a little incident he had. But outside of that, that wasn't even a big scuffle. We even made an apology. It was just a misunderstanding. Outside of that... Cam has been uh, a constant professional, so I definitely think he could come in and show uh, one of these rookies how to do that and how to go about being in the NFL and being a professional, you know what I'm saying, and, and working in this business. 
for as long as he has. And, you know, he's still trying to as well as make some checks and maybe even get in the game or two. So it definitely was interesting to see his list. Um, You know, uh, Joe Burrow didn't make this list as well. So it was just a couple guys, you, you know, you, you kind of seen on the list that didn't make the list. I was just like, oh, okay. You know, he didn't put Justin Herbert. But, again, I didn't take a lot into it. I just kind of figured, like, these were the teams that he felt like needed a backup quarterback. Some of those other teams could have potential good backups that these other teams like. I didn't, you feel me, get too far into it. But, again, I, I don't really know if any of this is going to work. I'm not really sure if, if Cam is going to make a team. Uh, I'm Good luck to him, though, for sure. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that guys aren't better, that every guy that's in the league that's got a job at quarterback is better than him. But I'm saying he, they're just easier to manage. They just come with less. It's still Cam Newton at the end of the day. Like, you know, he's still going to be a a dynamic figure on your team, even as a backup. So if you can take that, then, yeah, you can have yourself a good backup quarterback. But, you know, beauty is in the eye beholder. It's 32 teams. So 32 teams, but he gave out a list of how many he would only go to. So the other cats, either you ain't good enough or he don't even want to want to go there. Um, in other news, Marcus Peters. Town business, you busy. Uh, the cornerback formerly of the Baltimore Ravens. He just visited the Giants today. And um, crazy as it sounds, that's a good fit. They actually need another corner out there to go next to a, a Dory Jackson, who's an okay. You know, he's not all world, but I think they could definitely use another corner to go next to go next to a, a Dory Jackson in that secondary. And Wink Martindale being a former secondary coach and defensive coordinator of the Ravens. He knows the scheme. He knows the system. He already knows, the, you know, he probably has got to switch the terminology up, but it would be a good fit for them if, uh, again, if he had a team. I mean, if if he gets on that team, I should say, if he gets on that team, it'll be a good fit for him. I think he can help out with the young guys. And, again, they got some young dudes that they're still working out there. Darnay Holmes, uh, Robertson out there at the corner. He's about a three-year pro as well, number 23, rare to dread. So they got some younger cats out there who could definitely use some OG veteran leadership for Marcus Peters. And the Giants are bottom in the league in takeaways and interceptions as a unit. And Marcus Peters takes the football away. We know that. And, and that blitzing defense, he'd be able to get back to his old ways uh, and be a playmaker of the football. I think he would definitely help out. So I could definitely see that that working out. That could definitely – I could see that see that happening. That can definitely that could definitely work. Marcus Peters to the, to the Giants. Being New York, nice little market for him and everything. Yeah, I think I like that. Um, and I just want to speak on this. I'm not going to give my thoughts yet till next week when I got some guests on, but Jamel Dean, I'm pretty sure a lot of y'all have seen this Jamel Dean, the corner of the Buccaneers. He went on Twitter and said, if all 32 teams use their fastest DB linebacker, running back and wide receiver, who will win in a four by one relay? And obviously he said the Buccaneers will win. Um, they have some pretty fast players. Obviously, he's representing himself as the corner. Uh, he's probably one of the faster corners on. He's the fastest corner on their team, and one of the, a pretty pretty fast guy. Clocked in at a low four three out of Auburn as a as a rookie. So I definitely think he could definitely help them out a lot. They also got uh, Devin White at linebacker, so he would definitely be the linebacker running. So they definitely got a, a good good team. Uh, running back, they got uh, Rashad White. Uh, you know, he's not blazer but he's definitely a 4-4 guy so when you got enough speed around wide receiver that would be the mystery would i don't know who they would use i don't know if it would be chris godwin or would they use russell gage and let him run they got a couple of choices that get to wide receiver uh i'm just breaking down that team i'm not gonna go through any of the other teams i'm gonna really go through the teams and look through and i'm gonna come up with a nice little list of at least my first, second, and that's what I'll do. I'll, I'll name a bunch of them, but I'm going to give who I think will come in first, second, and third. And, um, you know, and obviously the guests who I have on, they're pretty sure they're listening to this. So they'll they'll have their, you know, same same as well. We might end up having the same people, but I already got a couple guys in my head, but I definitely think that's something interesting. And maybe even the NFL should maybe incorporate that into the Pro Bowl, you know? You know what I'm saying? A little four-by-one with those position players. Each team represent, they get to send them to the Pro Bowl. Just send those, your little four-by-one unit like that, DB, linebacker, running back, receiver. Man, that that could get ratings. That would help the Pro Bowl ratings out tremendously. So I definitely think that's something. Jamel Dean, you might be on to something, sir. I can't even can't even play like that. So that, that was some of my little 
quick hitter offseason things that's popping right now. But we're here to get to the nitty-gritty. Again, we'll be breaking down the NFC and AFC North today on this episode of the Bringing the Wood podcast. And uh, we're going to start with the AFC North, and we're going to start right up top with the Baltimore Ravens. And I want to get into uh, the Ravens officially coming out and saying they're looking at quarterbacks. They have three of the three of the five quarterbacks who can go in the first round. They have three of them in their top 31. So, you know, they like to make it, you know, if the board falls and one of these guys are available at our pick, we'll take them. It could be smoke and mirrors. It could be, you know, it could be whatever it is. But um, they're definitely looking at quarterbacks now because, again, bro, I'm I'm not sure if this could be solved with the money. Like, and I'm not saying that I'm not saying that they're going to just outright pay Lamar. But says, say a team does come out and give Lamar 250 guaranteed. What if the Ravens just say what if they just match it? Like they just wanted to see another team pay him so they can know that another team was willing and bam, they pay him and he goes back. Do you think he would really want to be there? I'm not saying he will or he would. That's really a serious question to everybody out there riding, sitting, smoking, listening, have you join this right now. Would, would he want to even come back? Like, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Say the coach do offer, give him the 250 mil, and they throw the Ravens the two first. They might do that because that pick is up high, you know what I'm saying, so they can get them a quarterback. What if one of them teams in the back end, what if the Redskins all of a sudden, I mean, my apologies, the Washington Commanders all of a sudden jump on them, offer them the 250, and they give them the two first, but, you know, they got a back end first. They got pick 16, might not be a quarterback there. Would they want to give up? Would they want to give that up and, and just roll with Tyler Huntley, who did Snoop Huntley, you know, who did make the Pro Bowl last year, you know? So it's one of those situations that I definitely think is uh, very, very interesting, to say the least. And I'm definitely focused on what's going to happen next. Because I truly don't know what Lamar's thinking. Again, he doesn't have no representation. Speaking for him, he's speaking for himself. And what he says, it's kind of hard to read. As I'm, saying, I'm not sure if this could just be solved by money, but I'm but it could be. Because at the end of the day, that's what he keeps saying that I requested a trade because they're not trying to meet my demands. I'm not requesting a trade because I don't want to be a Raven. I'm requesting a trade because the Ravens don't want to pay me what I what I feel I'm worth. So I think it's definitely interesting. Uh, and I really wonder what he's going to do. I truly, truly wonder what he's going to do. And I wonder what the what the Ravens are going to do. Because, man, you know, because now we're going to get into their draft. They got, or they only got five picks in the draft. Round, uh, a first round one, pick 22. Third round, pick 86. A fourth, a fifth, and a sixth. Um, don't forget, they traded their second and their fifth. I mean, they second and they fourth for uh, Roquan Smith. That worked out well, though. You know, you wasn't getting Roquan Smith in no second round. So that's still a win. So you don't really mind that. But again, at pick 22, with quarterback trouble. But again, I'm going to grade the team as saying they're going to have Lamar. He'll be the quarterback of the team. I told you I'm not doing, I'm not making no trades. You know what I'm saying? No trade up, trade down scenarios. I'm not doing none of that. I'm just going with the pick they got. Obviously, they want to gather some more picks. I don't know who they could trade outside of Lamar Jackson to get those set picks. But I do think at pick 22, if they do keep, you know what I'm saying, Lamar? Hmm. I'm going to go with wide receiver. Wide receiver. I would go with Zay Flowers from uh, Boston College. The, he's a dynamic playmaker. He can play outside. He can play inside. They're gonna need another deep threat because I do think, I do think they traded Hollywood Brown because he couldn't go across the middle. But Zay Flowers, he is tough, a little sturdy dude. Uh, he goes across the middle. He runs all the routes in the route tree. So I do think if they can get a Zay Flowers back here, that would be good. Or maybe even uh, Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee, who averaged 19 yards per catch last year. Out of Tennessee, out of Tennessee in that air raid offense. So I definitely think wide receiver would definitely be the move for them. And that's what I'm saying. If they can, you know what I'm saying? This is again, this is with Lamar Jackson. You need weapons for Lamar. So I definitely would go wide receiver, or you could get you a corner here as well. 
because, again, they just lost Marcus Peters, so they definitely need a corner. They definitely going to need a corner uh, to put opposite of Marlon Humphrey. So, again, if they don't want to go receiver with Zay Flowers in the first round or Jalen Hyatt with the, with the deep threat, they can go corner. Um, Anthony Gonzalez, not Anthony Gonzalez, Christian Gonzalez may or may not be here at 22. I doubt it. But Joey Porter Jr., he can fall around this range. I can see him being here. Uh, Keely Ringo out of Georgia, he could be here. So I definitely think this is a prime area to uh, get you a corner. Or even a guy who's been moving up a lot of lists, Deontay Banks out of Maryland, had a very good combine, ran 4-3, 6-2, very rangy corner. He's moving up a lot of draft boards. I can see him even being here, back in first round pick. Cam Smith out of South Carolina. It's a bunch of corners they could take at this at this at this spot. So that's kind of why I think they would take a receiver, but it's some good receivers in the in the later round. So even in the third round, with that third round pick, they could take Jonathan Mingo out of uh Ole Miss, six foot two, 225 pounds, ran four, four, six at the combine. Uh he doesn't have the tremendous numbers, but if you go look at all the receivers that came out of Ole Miss, none of them have tremendous numbers, but they all go to the league and be very good wide receivers. DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, um, Elijah Moore, who's on the Browns now, who we'll get to in a second. And now Mingo. And there's some other guys in the league from Ole Miss as well who play really well. So I definitely think that's somebody they could get in the later rounds. Or uh Tank Davis. I mean Tank Dale out of Houston, the the, the shifty uh I don't even know what to call him. He's a gadget player. He play outside. He play inside. He play running back. He play. He play a little bit of everything. So they could definitely use a guy of that type of caliber, especially um, with the offense they're using. So I definitely think that's a good, good player they could look up in the third round. Tank Dale out of Houston, uh, the feisty guy. But again, they need to gain more picks, and they need to figure out their quarterback situation before they can make their moves in the draft. Because if you're going to get rid of Lamar, you're going to definitely want to. Use some use your trade bait, not trade bait, but use your draft capital to trade up and try to get you a quarterback, or use all those trade those draft capital to build around Brent Huntley. I mean, not Brent Huntley, but Tyler Huntley, aka Snoop Huntley. So, I think if the ball is in the Ravens' court, Lamar has let it let y'all know what he wants to do, and uh, I think the regime just has to uh, put their big boy pants on to make a decision: either pay this man or trade this man. I don't think they should. Uh, this is just it's just making the situation worse. And it's just going to make it harder for them to be able to, you know, get out of this when you do it at the last minute. It's like either get ahead of it and pay this man or get ahead of it and trade him. Because I feel like the waiting it out and it's like what I think going to happen is they're going to end up. He's going to end up either playing this year out on the franchise tag or he's going to come in week 10 on the franchise tag and play the last seven weeks. And if they if they make playoffs, maybe he plays playoffs. Um, and then they're going to do that to him again the second year, and then he'll hit the market. Same thing happened to Kirk Cousins. He'll be 28 when that happens, though, so you know, depending on how healthy he is. But I think he I think he wouldn't mind playing seven games one year and seven games another year and being and, and, and just showing that he's healthy and just not getting hurt to pervert, preserve, preserve his body for the long haul for the team who really wants to invest in him. That would be the smart move, me personally. I would literally wait till week 10, this season, show up, play them last seven games, show them healthy, or not play those games, but make sure I sign that tender so I can get my cash for playing the – because you got to play at least – I think it's like an X amount of games. I don't know the percent. It's the actual percentage number of the games you got to play. And coming in that week 10 will make you make that percentage is what I'm trying to say. Bam. And now you do that. You lit. You make $32 million this year. Next year it goes up to 46 40 45, 45 or 46 million for the cap number. And it could go up higher if Burrow and Herbert and all those dudes get paid during the year. It could go up even higher. Then he plays on another cap number even higher next year. And you do the same thing. You make 50 million and you play in seven games. And then you go hit the market as a healthy 28-year-old quarterback and you see who want to uh invest the bag in. Like for real. And that that would be what I think he should do. I'm not sure what he's gonna do again. Lamar ain't got no. No, no, no higher ups and nobody to talk to. So it all come from him. And then the Ravens ain't really saying nothing. So we just going to wait and see. But that, that's what I think they should do with their picks. Cornerback, wide receiver. I think those are the needs. They addressed a lot of their O-line needs in the last draft. 
uh, tight end needs in the last drafts, running back needs in, in, in many of drafts. So I definitely think cornerback and wide receiver in in the first round and in the third round. And I threw out a couple of names again, Mingo, Dale, Gonzalez, Porter, Ringo. It, they all there. Next, we're going to go to Cincinnati. I'm just going in alphabetical order. So not by pick, but just in draft, but just by, uh, you know, city, city, city name. So we're going with the Cincinnati Bengals next. And they own seven picks in the draft. They got all seven of theirs. Pick 28 in the first round, 60 in the second round, 92 in the third round, a fourth, fifth, sixth, and a seventh round pick. Um, Cincinnati Bengals, obviously, with this Joe Mixon thing, you could definitely, right out the gate, say running back. Uh, you obviously can continue to build around and protect Joe Mixon. Uh, Jonah Williams is now requesting a trade. I'm not sure if he will get traded or not, but with him requesting a trade, tackle is now in the, uh, an available spot because they let go of Lyle Collins. They got uh, Orlando Brown on the left tackle now, so you could definitely use a right tackle. So that could be a spot at 28, but I'm not sure if it'll be a good enough tackle to take in the first round in the back end of the first. I think the tackles is, is real thin in the first round, so they'll kind of go in the top 15, top 20 maybe. So I think 28 might be too far back to get uh, to get a, a, a tackle. So I could definitely see him going running back, investing in the running back, or investing in the corner. Or you know what? I take all that back, investing in the safety. They lost both safeties. They're going to start Daxton Hill, the rookie from last year out of Michigan, at one safety. So they could definitely uh, use the safety for sure. Brian Branch out of Alabama, I think he'll be around in the back end of the first. I think that would be a good place for him. He could be a plug-and-play. Uh, he can play over the top. He can play in the box. And him and, and him and Daxton Hill can be interchangeable because they both kind of played all over for their teams. Play like that star position is that new position that everybody likes to call it. Or you just kind of the jack-of-all-trades. So... 28 maybe be john robertson if he's there if he's if he isn't going higher at running back uh jameer gibbs from alabama i think he's gonna sneak in the first round if he doesn't he's gonna be a top second round pick but with the allegation with joe mixon they lost to my jp ryan in the free agency so they still need a backup running back uh, and could potentially be looking for a long term a long-term starter and i think b john robertson or jameer gibbs could be there but again this is a nice deep draft so I will go at when I flip to the later rounds. Um, but if they didn't want to go running back and they wanted to preserve that, they can go. Again, they could go. They can go safety. I definitely would go safety, and I think Branch would probably be the only safety I really feel worth a first round pick, and that's the Alabama safety. So maybe you don't go with that. So I'm thinking running back might be the move. Maybe they can go tight end. I know they get get rid. They let go of Hayden Hurst. So you could you could potentially go tight end as well. There'll be some tight ends there in the back end. Uh, you know what I'm saying? If Don Kincaid is still on the board, Michael Meyer, either one of those dudes could go. Darnell Washington, I've talked about all the tight ends. I'm telling you, it's a beautiful crop of tight ends. So you definitely can go with one of those. And then in the second round, they could go offensive guard and go um, Steve Olave from TCU. They could go... Uh, I was about to call him Jason Voorhees, but it's not Jason Voorhees. His last name is Voorhees. The guard out of USC uh, did 38 reps at the bench, uh, on the bench, all while on the tour ACL. Uh, I think he can he can be a pretty good feasible guard in the third round. They're definitely going to need some help. They can get a tackle in the later rounds as well. Uh, Cody Mulch out of uh, North Dakota State. I think he's going to be a second, third round pick. They could take him in the second round. I think he can be a plug and play right tackle. He can play all five positions. He uh, literally he took snaps at all five positions at the Senior Bowl and even played right tackle and left tackle and guard at uh, South De at, uh, North Dakota State. So Cody March can be a, a good second, third round uh, pick for them as well. For sure, for sure. So I definitely think those are things they could go with again. And then third round, if they didn't want, if they wanted to go what, you know, interior lineman or defense alignment in the earlier rounds. In the third round, you can always get a running back. Uh, my guy, Tajay Spears, out of Tulane. I think he could definitely do what Samaje P. Ryan did, being the receiver back out the backfield and being able to get carries, can run in between the tackles, can run outside. Uh, that's my guy, one of the later round running backs. I think he's going to be a, a baller, Tajay Spears. But I do think 
That's a guy. If they want to get a more physical guy, they can go with Zach Charbonnet out of Michigan, a more physical guy uh, to help out uh, with the run game. We know it's going to get cold in, in the wintertime, and you're going to want you a physical downhill runner. And Zach Charbonnet is that. He used to go to Michigan, transfer from Michigan to UCLA, and have breakout seasons under in uh, Chip Kelly offense. Again, they always produce great running backs in Chip Kelly offense, and I just think uh, Zach Charbonnet showed a great ability to run the ball inside and out. Um, and again, if they want to go first round, they can go with Lucas Van Ness, defensive end out of Iowa. I think he can do it all. He can play inside, 4-3 DN, uh, and then he can kick in the D tackle when you go sub packages and rush from the inside, where he's actually a better rusher from the inside. So it's it's crazy, though. But I definitely think Cincinnati Bengals, couple needs, again, safety, uh, tight end, running back. Those would be my things. Or interior or offensive line, right tackle. Unless Jonah Williams get comfortable and goes over the right tackle, and they just still kind of pay him as a left tackle or pay him somewhat as a left tackle. But again, they got needs. But again, you trade Jonah Williams, you're going to get some picks for him. If not a first, maybe a second, maybe two thirds, a third and a fourth. I feel like you can get some draft compensation for Jonah Williams. He's still a solid tackle in this league. So I think they got some, they got some things they can play around with and make it happen. Uh, now we're going to go to the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns don't have a first or a second round pick. They traded a lot of their picks in the Deshaun Watson trade. Uh, so that's how that go. They traded them picks to the Texans. So the Texans got a lot of those picks. But they got two-thirds because they recovered a third-round pick uh, from the Jets for trading to get Elijah Moore, which I thought was a steal um, for them. They also got another third pick. They inherited a third pick. Uh, as a part of the uh, coach initiative, they had a uh, they had a position coach on their team get signed to another team, so they received a free third round pick, and they also got two fourths, two fifths, a sixth, and a seventh. And um, as far as the Browns, I definitely think they could use. They need another D end to go on the on the other side of Miles Garrett, and they've been looking for that since they got Miles Garrett. And again, they got third round picks, so I got to go deep down into the to the into the tribal to look through my docs. And I again, Zach Harris from Ohio State pops out on the screen. Big, physical, uh, defensive end, but can rush from the edge uh, very, very smoothly, though. Very, very smooth. I think he's a, a, a very physical runner. I think he can help them out tremendously. So I do think he could be a very fit there. He's a run and, and pass. Uh, you know, he can be very good in the run and the pass. Uh, Zach Harris out of Ohio State. Uh, Isaiah Foskey out of Notre Dame could be a good pick here. If he's here, I think he's going to probably go in the second round. So maybe they got to trade up to get a guy of that nature. So maybe they can't get him. But Isaiah Land, the defensive end out of uh, Florida uh, Florida A&M, I think he's very good. 20-plus uh, sacks over his career, over multiple tackles for a loss. Very long, athletic dude. He could come in and step right in and be an, uh, a pass rusher. Right out the gate for those guys and then put on a little size and weight and be every down defensive end. Again, it's third round, so you're going to look for guys who maybe you can plug in and play or they're going to need to develop a hot season and they can come in and play in spurts. And then with the other third round pick, again, they didn't pick back up Kareem Hunt. So I do think they need a running back and I do think they're going to need somebody to uh, counteract the power and chub. And I was thinking even maybe Devin Aitchie out of Texas A&M. He's a a blazer track guy, track background, blazer out of there, ran 4-3-4 at the combine, uh, catches the ball out the back foot. I think he could be that change of pace back, that receiving back like Kareem Hunt was for them, and he could help that offense out tremendously, and they could become serious playmakers. And then in the fourth round, uh, just because they don't have a lot of picks, I can go in the fourth round. I think they could uh, uh, use a, a slot receiver as well. I do think uh, Elijah Moore is more of an outside receiver. He has slot ability, so does Amari Cooper. So, and then they got Donovan Peoples-Jones, who they all got some slot ability. But I do think they maybe could get them a, a, a guy to develop into just being that pure slot receiver for them. And uh, J.R. Reed from Michigan State uh, is is that. And he's a burner out of the slot as well. I think he can help them out a lot if they can get him in the fourth round. Uh, I mean, those are my things for the Cleveland Browns. Again, no first or second round picks due to the Deshaun Watson trade. But, again, can still address Defensive line, uh, very, very much, and running back in these later rounds. Oh, and that lineman I was talking about, Voorhees, is Andrew Voorhees out of USC. And then we're going to finish off with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who 
finished very, very strong last season. Kenny Pickett uh, went eight and one in the last. I mean, seven and one in his last eight games, and only threw I think two interceptions. So he definitely ended on a positive note. He showed that he's you know he did got something to build on. They got some nice receivers out there. So I don't think they're gonna go receiver. But again, they got a first round pick, two seconds. Obviously, they inherited one of those seconds from the Bears for the Chase Chape for the Chase Claypool. Uh, for the Chase Claypool uh, trade that they did during the season last year. They inherited a second for that. They got a third, a fourth, and two sevens. And the first round pick is pick 17. And the crazy thing about their second round pick that they got from the Bears, because the Miami Dolphins had to forfeit their first round pick, their second round pick, the Steelers, is second round pick 32. So they actually have two first round picks. Just a fun fact for y'all. Miami Dolphins got a pick suspended. So a pick is forfeited. So now, pick 32 is now in the second round. But we, but the Steelers will have a chance to get two first-round talent players and walk out with two starters. And I think one of them has to be a corner. One of them has to be a corner. They brought in uh, Patrick Peterson. Obviously, he's long in the tooth. Levi Wallace, he's a solid player. They lost Cam Sutton, the slot corner. Who who uh to the uh to the Lions who I think is going to be very very good for them over there so I definitely think cornerback is somewhere for this uh again I'm using all the same guys because this is about that area they're going to go uh Joey Porter Jr. Keely Ringo this is going to be the area where they fall in the teens I think uh Witherspoon and Gonzalez going to be top ten picks maybe top twelve and then I think the other corners will go in the back end. But I do think they could use a corner. I think they could use an interior offense alignment. So if they wanted to use John, if they want to get John Michael Schmidt out of uh, Minnesota, the center out of Minnesota, uh, a brawler, a, a people mover is what I like to call him, uh, out of Minnesota, all, all American center as well. I think he's a very good player. I think he can help out. Again, you want to help out Kenny Pickett. You want to help out Najee Harris because that's the offense. So I definitely think you want to invest in the offensive line. And if not on on defense, definitely go corner. So first round offensive line. It's kind of in the back end. I'm not sure if one will be there. Maybe Darnell White out of Tennessee could be there, but he's a right tackle. But I think he has potential to play left. He could swing over. Um, maybe Paris Johnson out of Ohio State could be back here in the back end at 16, maybe 17. Broderick Jones out of Georgia could be back here. So they got some choices of some offensive line. They could take some tackles. And again, uh, John Michael Schmidt, if they want to go interior offensive line. If not, again, Joey Porter Jr. at corner. I think he could be a good fit for them back here in the back end. Uh, again, Deontay Banks out of the University of Maryland is also somebody who's going to be back here in his back end. So, I definitely think they got some choices they can make. And again, with that second pick, that's just like a first-round pick. So you definitely going to have the, the pick of the litter. And uh, with that pick 32, that would be beautiful. And I think they can also um, address the edge. They really haven't addressed the edge after Bud Dupree left. So maybe Will, Will McDonald III out of Iowa State, who can put his hand in the dirt and be traditional or can stand up. I think you put him next to T.J. Watt. That helps out tremendously. Or maybe they go with an interior guy like Kalijah Canty out of Pitt. They got some choices they can make. Again, when you're walking with basically two first-round picks, you got enough to play with. And the Steelers are usually very good at drafting. They'll probably take a receiver in the the later rounds, in the fourth round that they'll develop that will have no clue who he is. (laughs) And he'll develop and go crazy. But I definitely think this is a prime area for cornerback, offensive line. I think those are their their main positions that they need to address for sure, for sure, with the offseason moves. Cornerback, offensive line, and then maybe and then the edge. And it just depends on how your board falls, uh, is how that will go. You know, so again, Kenny Pickett, they got a lot of weapons out there. Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, uh, Perkins. I think they got a good receiving core out there. Uh Fryer moves to tight end. They could always get another tight end in the later rounds. I told you this is gonna be a deep round of tight ends. You can get you a tight end in the sixth, seventh round who can be a, a perfect backup tight end and rotational player. So I definitely think that's a position they can address later in the draft as well. But those would be my, my, my things I think they should go with for sure, for sure. Cornerback, offensive line, pass rush. And with three picks in the first 
in the top 50, with three picks in the top 50, you can walk away with three starters at those positions and be like, man, I won the draft. You can get your starting lineman, a starting corner, and a, a pass rusher to put next to TJ Watt. Right out the gate with these picks, I think the Steelers have a chance to have a, to be one of the teams that we look at at the end of the draft weekend and be like, man, they had a good draft. So look out for them. Look out for the Steelers for sure, for sure. And before we switch over, I'm going to take a brief intermission. Y'all already know, pay some bills, drink some water. It's Friday, so I'm going to spark my little J. And I'm going to be right back, and we're going to talk Aaron Rodgers and potentially when the deal could be done for him to be a Jet and what that means for the Packers and the whole NFC North as a, div- as a whole in the division. And I'm going to break down every team's draft need right after this to bring the World podcast with your boy. Stay tuned. Yo, 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 welcome back, everybody. I know what it is. It's the Bring the Wood Podcast. If you're just tuning in, we are breaking down draft needs for the NFC and AFC North. I just finished with the NFC uh North. I mean, it just finished with the AFC North. My apologies, and I'm about to switch over to the NFC North. NFC North, whoo, tongue tied on this day. And and we're going to start with the big fish. And we're going to start with A-Rod. And I just want to talk about A-Rod, not necessarily him, but him and his situation. And uh, the Packers and Jets, they, they basically came out and said that, that the deal might be official draft night. They're saying that's the aiming point. And I'm not sure what that means. You know, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure what that means. Like, you know what, what them saying? We might do a deal on draft night. That could mean we might swap picks with the trade. Maybe we give y'all. We maybe we just gave up. We're gonna give y'all pick thirteen. You know, it's it's a it's a bunch of it's a bunch of things that go into that. But we going we just we gonna just let that ride itself out. Again, we feel like it's inevitable. So we just gonna wait on it to happen. But as far as the the, the, the draft. We, like I said, it's alphabetical order. So we're going to start from the top and we're going to start with the Bears, who initially had the first pick in the draft and did a blockbuster trade. That was a blockbuster to give up pick one to gain pick nine, to gain pick 61, to, to gain future first, and all kind of crap. So now they have pick one, round one, pick nine, second round, pick 53, second round, pick 61, a third, 64, two fourths, two fifths, two sevens. That's 11 draft picks. Remember what I said about this? 11 of them. You want to draft about seven to nine, eight to nine players. So I'm saying they gonna I don't think they're gonna draft eleven players. I can't see them drafting eleven players. So, you know, we'll see. But again, now they don't need a wide receiver. That was one of they're gonna be they, one of their draft needs coming in. But now they don't need a receiver. So booyah, that's that. You pick up DJ Moore and now week one, they finna walk out. DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, and Darnell Mooney. Uh, with uh, with Cole Komet at tight end. So, I definitely like that. Um, I think that's that's gonna be impressive. They signed Deontay Foreman to play running back to go with uh, Hubert Herbert. I think he's a solid player. They could use another running back just to sprinkle in there because neither one of those dudes have been healthy over their career. So maybe you could sprinkle in some with that. But with pick nine. You go defense, you go defense, you go defense. I maybe even say they go defense with their first two picks. With their first pick nine and pick 53, depending on where the board, you might go You go defense with your first pick. And you take the best available defensive player. And if Jalen Carter happens to fall to y'all at pick nine, y'all, you take Jalen Carter, you run that ticket in. And the player that you would have took at pick one, if he didn't get into his allegations, you get him at pick nine, that's a win. Jalen Carter, for sure. You you take him, you get him, and you run with him. And that's that. So I'm definitely, I'm definitely thinking they go defense. And again, Jalen Carter could be there. 
Tyree Wilson from Texas uh, and Texas Tech. My apologies. He could be there the defensive end. Uh, uh, Miles Murphy from Clemson, the defensive end. He could be there. They're going to definitely need impact player. If they want to go corner, Christian Gonzalez, Devin Witherspoon, one of those guys will be there. But they're going to need an impact player for sure on defense. Somebody who can who can take the ball away or or you know move the or you know sack the quarterback you know what I'm saying to help help speed up the process but I definitely think they have to go defense with pick a nine I'm not even going to say an or or an other it has to be something on defense it don't even matter where they have holes everywhere for real for real they got Jaquan Brisker he looked good uh Gordon the, the rookie played well in the slot so they got those guys obviously uh, Eddie Jackson, so they don't need a safety. But again, corner, pa- uh, pass rusher, corner, defensive tackle, another pass rusher. Like any, any, anybody, anybody. Lucas Van Ness is another guy. Any, any defensive player that's supposed to be a top ten player, they need to take, and it's it's that simple. And then in the second round, after taking. That defensive player, they need to take another defensive player. With with in that pick, you take another one, the best available. Like they literally have the pick of the litter because they have so many holes. I don't even really got a pencil in players. I'm just telling you positions for this team. It ain't even a specific player that fit. <laughs> they need talent and they need it at, at on every level of the defense. So I literally, literally, whoever they can get. Second round, Drew Sanders, my boy from Arkansas. I'm, he going to probably fall to the second round unless somebody get him in the back end. But I think he could be a great middle linebacker for them and, and run the show for them at middle. Again, he blitzes from the middle. Ten sacks last year at Arkansas as a middle linebacker. He can rush from linebacker. He can rush from the edge. He covers tight ends. He can cover running backs. He drops in coverage. He's, he's an all-around linebacker. He played in the SEC. Had a scholarship to Alabama. I think he's the real deal. So I definitely think that's somebody they could get. And then with their second pick in the second round, now you take an offensive lineman to invest in the quarterback. Now you walk out there with three starters, two of them on defense, one of them on the offensive line to help out in the run game or the pass game. Don't matter the offensive lineman. The best available offensive lineman on the board when y'all pick at pick 61 in that second round. And then in the third round, Back on the defense, another defensive player, probably a, 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 a corner or an interior rusher. But I'm telling you, they need to stack up on that defense because I think the offense is going to take the step with all of this weaponry if they got the right coach. And I think the offense will take the step in the right direction. So I do think they need to invest and uh, invest and invest in their defense and provide for it to help out. To see if Justin Fields can be the quarterback they want. And for your, to see if your quarterback can be it, you're going to need all aspects of the ball, offense and defense. And I think he can help out tremendously with that. But again, for defense with the first pick, defense with the second pick, offensive line with the second pick in the, with the second pick in the second round, and then another defensive player in the third round. And I think that would be a solid pick for the Bears, a solid draft for the Bears. And they could win the draft. And again, you don't be surprised with all of these picks if they don't finesse two of these and maybe get back into the first round. You never know. So I think they they're primed to make a move either up and higher into the second round and get a better player who might have been a first round pick who fell out because other players who weren't first round picks got drafted higher. Maybe they trade both them seconds and get back into the first round. You know, they got a lot of moves they can make and they need impact players. So, uh, you know, the more the merrier. Then we got to go with my, I, my second favorite team, my favorite team to root for last season, Detroit Lions, man. An amazing season. And not only an amazing season, they made a trade and traded Matthew Stafford and got a pick from the Rams that has turned around to be the sixth pick in the draft. So they got one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. They got eight picks. So they can stay like this and stay pat. Round one, pick six. Round one, pick 18. Pick 48 in the second round, pick 55 in the second round, and pick 81 in the third with a fifth and two six. Detroit is 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 stacked. They 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 stacked with picks right now. Like they got a nice plethora of picks. They got a very good team, a nice roster. 
and now they can fill holes. And that pick six, I think they got to go interior defensive line. If uh, I think that will be the move. Interior defensive line, again, pick six. Jalen Carter, this is, again, he might not go pick one, but I, I still think that man's a top 10 talent. And, yeah, he came into the combine overweight, but as a black man that know when you're dealing with the police and you're stressing, you ain't doing nothing but eating. So he was stressing, and he wasn't working out because he was scared for his life, as you should be when when they're involving you. Even you were involved, but when you're involved in a situation like that where two people lose their life. So, yeah, I definitely think they need to go defensive line. Jalen Carter, my boy Brian Brzee's from Clemson. I think they could go. They have to go interior to help out Aiden Hutchinson, and they uh, also got uh, 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 James Houston the fifth on the other end. Eight sacks as a rookie. Aiden Hutchinson with another six. So I think if you can help beef up that pressure and get some pressure coming from the middle with pick six, maybe even again this could be prime trade back position to just value. But obviously, if a quarterback is available, it just depends on how sure they are with golf. If they love golf, I would invest in more to make this run. You know what I'm saying? I would invest in more on the defense to make this run. If they're 100% sold on golf, I'm taking one of them defensive players. Again, Tyree Wilson, even though he's an edge, you can't pass up on it. Nolan Smith, another one of those guys. Edge rusher out of Georgia ran a 4, what, 4, 4, 9, 4, 4, 3, 9 as a, as a rush in. Uh, Miles Murphy, they're going, they, need, they need some front help. Again, I would prefer it on the interior. But if there's not one there, you 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 definitely just need you need exterior. Then you get you an edge rusher, you know. Um, I don't really think they need anything in the secondary. I think they invested enough into it. You just hope Jeff Okuda takes that next next step. Uh, but again, Christian Gonzalez would be there. Uh, he, Christian Gonzalez would be there. So again, if they're not 100 percent sure, Emmanuel Mosley gonna be healthy to compete at corner. You still gonna and you know Jeff Okuda still ain't ain't sold yet. Again, they got Cameron Sutton from the Steelers. She's on. He's a slot corner though. They signed uh, C.J. Garner Johnson, so you could get a corner at, at pick six. If again, if the tackle ain't there and you don't want to go edge rush, which I respect because you got two good edge young edge rushers who you can build off, and the interior's not there, go get a corner now. You can get you an interior dude in the later round who can help rush from the interior. Who's not as expensive? You could get you a Mozzie Smith from Michigan in the second round, or would pick 18 in the first round. So they still got two first round picks. They're real flexible. Mozzie Smith might can fall to the second. So they got a lot of picks. They got a lot of things they can do. Detroit Lions will be one of these teams that win this draft and go win this division. Cause I'm not, we not sold on the Minnesota Vikings. I say we, cause again, nobody's picking Minnesota to win the bowl. And that's respectfully, man, they just the quarterback, man, he he's hit his cap. He hit his cap. So I just think we we for me that's that with them. But we'll talk about the Vikings when this day turn. We on Detroit, and again, so pick six defense, and I'm gonna go interior D line again. Jalen Carter is who I'm gonna go with. That would be who I, I think the pick should be at pick six. Jalen Carter, Brian Brzees. I think one of those guys be solid. If not, they should go corner. Christian Gonzalez, Devin Witherspoon. Those are the guys you take at pick six. You do it like that. I, w- I wouldn't mind at all. Those would be those are plug and play players who gonna help out instantaneously. Uh, pick eighteen, you you just go with the other. You know what I'm saying? Again, I think Brian Brzees could fall because I think they only you know I think only one or two D tackles might go up that high. So if Brian Brzees fall, you could double back and get him at eighteen after you take the corner at, up high. You take the corner. And then you take Brzee's, or you feel me? You take the corner, you double back, and, and you get a, a, a another interior defense alignment a little bit later in the later rounds. You know what I'm saying? You can always get a tight end. They still need a tight end. They traded TJ Hawkins into the Vikings, so they definitely need a tight end. At pick 18, Dalton Kincaid, Michael Meyer. I think both of those guys are in play. I have, I have both of those guys as top 25 talents in the draft. As far as skilled players. So I definitely think at pick 18, a tight end is in play for golf to have him a down this down the seam target. So I would definitely say tight end. So you have defense with pick six. Let's go tight end with pick 18. In the second round. I know they got Montgomery and Swift, but I still think they need a, a scat back. So even a Devin Aichi in the second round. Or my guy Ty J Sharp. 
I mean, Tajay Spears. So I definitely think they can go running back. I think they need to change the pace. Uh, Montgomery's okay. And and Swift can't stay healthy. So I definitely think investing in another back in the later rounds wouldn't hurt nothing at all. But again, the big question is going to be how do they feel about golf? Do they feel golf can get them to a Super Bowl like he got the Lions? Do they have a, I mean, not like he got the Lions, like he got the Rams. Do they have a team as good as that Rams team? Not yet. But again, pick six, pick 18, all these seconds, they could have that type of team where, hey, we can get you here. And you know what I'm saying? And again, I, again, if you've been listening to this podcast for long enough, go back to last season, I said I believe that this that the Rams could have went to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff if they would have kept it. They just went with him. They lost. I think they could have went back, and they would have been a better team. But they didn't. They got Stafford. They won the ship. It is what it is. But Goff has shown he's good enough to go to a Super Bowl. Do the Lions have the talent around them? Not yet. Not as, not as talented as that Rams team was, but they're moving in the right direction. So I do like what they're doing. I think Detroit is one of those teams with enough draft picks and with a good enough team to where they could they could win this. They could be one of the teams who finish with a very very good high draft. I ain't gonna say win the draft, but could have a very good very good draft night within the first two nights. By the end of day by the end of day two, they could they could be done, and they could be like we done with the draft. Like you know what I'm saying? So I definitely think there's something to watch. Now we get to the most interesting team, Green Bay Packers, and. Packers always stack up on picks. They they got what twelve picks right there. That twelve, four, six, eight, eleven picks, and w- round one pick fifteen, and the second round pick forty five, third round pick seventy eight. They got a fourth, two fifths, four sevenths. So they 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 deep. And again, I'm saying, and I know I say I don't do trades, but we saying Aaron Rodgers is on. Is on the Jets. This because he said he out. If Aaron Rodgers still here. I don't know if this pick gonna happen. This pick still might not happen, even with Aaron Rodgers being there. So I'm gonna say, I think if Aaron Rodgers is gone, they're going to take a they're going to take a skill player with pick 15, just to be assholes. I think they could do that, or they could just keep it Packer and they could go offensive line. But I do think. With round one pick 15, I think they need to either go offensive tackle because David Bakhtiari, he, he, he's not honey, he's not healthy. He's not super-duper healthy. Obviously, Elon Jenkins can play either tackle, but you get you one of these guys, uh, Peter Skaronsky, uh, Broderick Jones, Paris Johnson, one of these guys who can play guard for a little bit until Bakhtiari contract up. And you can kick one of them cats out the tackle and leave Elon Jenkins at the other at the other tackle, rock it like that. Again, that's if they keep it the Packer way, and they go and they go with uh and again they keep it the Packer way and they go with the and they go with the traditional offense alignment and they're gonna take skill players in the later rounds and they're gonna either invest in the D line or the O line with pick fifteen. And that's and I'm gonna say they're gonna go with the regular Packer way just so keep it just to keep it G. And let them be let them surprise us if they take a skill player. So I'll say at pick 15, they're definitely gonna go with an offensive lineman. Definitely. We're gonna go with Broderick Jones out of Georgia because he played a lot of guard at Georgia. He actually only played one year at tackle. So if he go to the Packers, play guard for a season, maybe two, Bakhtiari, get up there in age, contract up, bam, kick him out. Broderick at left tackle. Now you still got a young tackle. Uh, Elon Jenkins isn't even 30 yet. So, bam, you got two solid tackles protecting your quarterback. And then in the second round, you go get you you go get you a tight end. And, again, Michael Meyer will be gone. Dalton Kincaid will be gone. So, again, this is Darnell Washington area. This is uh, Cameron Latu out of Alabama area where you where you getting into this second and third round. Cameron Latu may be more of like a third round pick though. I'll say he's more of a third to fourth round uh than he is more of a first and second. But Luke Luke Musgrave or Lucas Lucas Musgrave out of Oregon State, I think he could be a good player tight end in the second round cuz uh they lost um what was their tight end name? Robert Tyen to the Bears. So they definitely going to need a tight end. So I say in the second round they go tight end. I think that would be a good pick. Again, Darnell Washington could potentially be around in the second round. 
that's one guy. Again, Cameron uh, Cameron Latu will be there in the third, fourth round. I think those are, are definitely very valuable, possible dudes. So I think they could go with uh, one of those dudes like that. But, uh, again, the big guys, Kincaid and Michael Meyer, they'll they'll be going. Those are first-round talent tight ends. So, again, unless they feeling spicy and they want to take one of those guys in the first round just to, you know, stick it to, to A-Rod, then, yeah, they're at a prime position to get either one of those tight ends. I think they'll be one of the teams to take the first swing of the tight end at, in the teams at 15. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, but I don't think they'll do it. They'll take the offense alignment to protect Julian Love because you got to see if he's good or not. And then in the second round, you come back and add you a tight end. And like I said, Luke Luke Musgrave, uh, Cameron, Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State, Cameron Latu out of uh, Alabama. I think both of those guys are very good tight ends. Um, uh, oh, I just forgot the tight end name from Iowa. Had a brain fart. I'll get that to you in a second. But he's a good tight end as well. I think he could be a second-round pick. You know, the Iowa produces tight ends like crazy. They always got them fancy, smancy names, though. Like like Van Bruin defense alignment, as I said earlier. I mean, Van Ness. See what I'm saying? Said it wrong. <laughs> but, yeah, I definitely think Packers go O-line and go tight end. And then get you a pass rusher in the third round. They definitely could use... Um, some some extra help on the edge. Sam Laporta, that's the tight end's name. Then go Sam Laporta in the second round. I told you I'm gonna get it. I'm swift with it. And names just be they be they be moving in and out of my head because I be thinking of so many players. Cause I try not to run the same names by y'all. Of the guys, first round names gonna kind of be the same. I want to switch up them back end names so you can see some of these other players. But yeah, Sam Laporta out of Iowa is definitely a later round tight end that uh, they can take in the second or third round. Cameron Latu. Darnell Washington and do it and do it like that. So I definitely think that'll be a good look for the Packers. And then um yeah, so outside of figuring out what they're gonna do with A-Rod, and obviously they can get more draft compensation if they trade A-Rod. So that's that. Which means they'll just trade up more and you know and invest more into the team. But those are what I think they need. Offensive line, tight end, edge rusher, because Rashawn Gary coming off the ACL injury. So you're going to need some help rushing the passer next to Preston Smith for a minute. So second or third round, get you a pass rusher that can help out. Or if you're feeling froggy, you get one in the first round because Preston Smith is up there in age. So, again, they're going to go O-line or D-line in the first round. And then in the second round, you get your tight end. And in the third round, maybe you get you another wide receiver because they didn't bring back Cobb. They traded uh, the young cat they got out of Clemson, Isaiah Rogers, a few years ago. So they really only got uh, Watson and Dobbs. So another receiver can help two in the later rounds for a fifth-round wide receiver as well. Uh, another tight end, Tucker Croft as well, out of South Dakota, the Jackrabbits. He's a good tight end as well who's going to be a later-round pick. So it's some it's some choices. But I definitely think the Packers, Packers going to need to address those. They got to help out Julian Love if they're really expecting to start him. They got to help him out. And, and that's my that's my last spill on that. They really, really got to help him out. Um, and now we're going to finish off, uh, last but not least, Minnesota Vikings. They only got one, two, five picks in this draft. Um, round one pick, 23. Third round pick, 87. 87. I don't know how I said it like that. <laughs> and then a fourth round, a fifth, and a sixth. And don't forget, they traded their second to get T.T. Hawkinson. Again, that's a good tight end. But now hindsight is you could have waited that out and got you one of these tight ends for the cheaper. But, again, T.J. Hawkinson is a first-round tight end they got for a second-round pick, so you can't knock that. You can't knock that at all. But with not a lot of picks and picking in the back end, first thing I'll say, I think they should look at Hendon Hooker, quarterback. That's my first thing I'm going to say. Hendon Hooker, if he here... If somehow, I told you, I don't think any of the top four quarterbacks are going to make it out of the top five. But if any one of them was to fall, maybe it would be Will Levis. If Will Levis somehow fell to 23, they should take him. Again, I highly, highly doubt he falls to 23. So I'm saying my boy Herndon Hooker, who I've been leading the bandwagon, leading the train, is a perfect time to get him. You got Kirk Cousins on one year left on his deal. One or two years left. I'm going to think it's one. Left on the deal. You sign Hooker. He coming off the ACL. You get him in the first round because you're going to need to redshirt him years so he can recover and learn. 
the real system because he played in a funky system in college. So you put him behind Kirk Cuzzo, who's a very constant and professional. He he grew up in the in the double quarterback business. Him and RG3 came in together. So I think he would mind mentoring this kid and getting him ready to lead this team because I think the Vikings have a team that's ready to compete now. But I do think they need – I ain't going to say better quarterback play, but they need better quarterback play or just more better quarterback play in the clutch. Because if you look at Cousins' numbers, he got good numbers. And it's like, but go look at them games in the playoffs and some of them games they need to win uh, late in the season. I think those are some of his flaws. And I think uh, uh, Hendon Hooker could be a tremendous asset to them um, in the first round. Again, unless some teams swoop in before 23. And I highly, I ain't going to say I highly doubt it, but I'm going to say I doubt a team will take him. I think if if Hunter Hooker goes in the first round, it's going to be in the, the 25 to 32 range. So I do think... 23 would be just right to get him before anybody that's all that still need a quarterback that might want to trade back in and jump you. I think this would be a prime spot to get him. I think he could sit a year behind this. And now he walks out there with Justin Jefferson as his wide receiver and, and TJ Hawkinson, Dalvin Cook, um, CJ Osborne, and they're gonna upgrade the defense. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. That'll be that'll be something to that'll be something for him to, to do. And, I, and he's already an older quarterback, so you don't want him building a team. You don't want him having to grow. He's going to be 27 when he starts his first game. So you need him all hands on deck. You need the team around him to be ready. And I think taking the season off, bam, and then that's going to be another year worth of draft picks to invest in him, and they'll hit the ground running in the 2024 season. And I think the Vikings will be a team to beat if they get Herndon Hooker. Herndon Hooker, my boy from Tennessee. I think he kill it. And then in the third round, you get you a wide receiver. I, I think they they do they still need a wide receiver. They did let go of Adam Adam Thielen. So I think they could go uh Cedric Tillman out of Tennessee, the big body wide receiver. They got the route runner and this with, with Jefferson. They got the speed with Osborne. Now you go get you a big physical guy who can win 50-50 balls, Cedric Tillman, out of uh Tennessee. He missed a lot of games this year, but he played the last of the season to show he was healthy. Uh, Jalen Hyatt had the bigger year this year, so he'll go in the first round or the second round. Tillman's going to fall, but go look at the 2021 tape. The numbers that Jalen Hyatt got, Tillman had in 2021 with the same quarterback. So it's a lot that go together. You see what I'm saying? Get the quarterback and you get his one of his weapons. Bam. Now you sitting pretty, y'all. The Vikings, it would be like y'all ain't got that many picks, but y'all make impacts with y'all pick. If y'all can get Hendon Hooker and Cedric Tillman, that's a win. Or somehow maybe trade up and get Jalen Hyatt, get him one of his weapons to go with it. Because I do think y'all going to need a receiver to help out. Because I don't think Osborne, Hockerson, and, 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 and Justin Jefferson going to do it alone. You're going to need one more weapon out there. So I think a receiver will help out. And again, Cedric Tillman would be a, a nice one to get for them. If he's, I mean, it, I think he'll be there in the third round. So I think that'll that'll be that'll be a good one. That that should be a very very good one. Yeah, I, I like that. That that'll be that'll be a win for the Vikings. Y'all are turning five picks into gold, and uh, def, definitely. But that's that's the that's the Vikes, man, and that's the NFC, AFC North in a nutshell. Again, man, uh, teams without first, teams with first. I'm I'm gonna tell you what's gonna be available around your time. So. It's, it's, so don't don't think I'm gonna skip over your team because y'all ain't got no first or second. You're gonna still get the blueprint as well. Uh next Thursday, we going uh NFC and AFC East. And then Friday we'll finish off with NFC and AFC West. And obviously we'll finish off with that because we got the Raiders and the Niners in that division. We'll finish off with our games. And then that following week will be the draft. And we still will be dropping on draft day. We're going to drop before the draft on both days. So we're going to give our last-minute draft theories, pep talks, uh, bold prediction, player to slide, player to jump, player that might get overdrafted, player that might get misdrafted, all of that. You know you know what you think your team going to draft. We're going to do a little breakdown. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna guess some picks and everything. So guess some teams that we think going to trade up, trade down. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. So, <clears throat> excuse me. But, hey, y'all know what it is. Thank y'all for tuning in, man. This is, I enjoy this. I, I say it all the time, but I just want y'all to know that. 
because I truly, truly mean that. I enjoy this, and I enjoy that y'all tune in and enjoy this again. If you got, if you ain't got, if you got Spotify, go ahead and, and some, go ahead and subscribe to the Bring the Wood podcast on Spotify. I'm trying to get my subscribers up. I'm trying to get to it again. I know y'all got some cousins and nieces and nephews who got Spotify playlists. Just tell them to go add me. They don't even gotta listen. I just need the views. I mean, I just need the subscribers. I'm 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 getting my viewers on all over the place. But again, all platforms is welcome. Uh, if you got the Apple Podcast, that's fine. Apple Music, Apple anything, wherever you're listening to it at, the Anchor app, you know, whatever. It don't matter. Just support. But I'm just letting y'all know the ones that 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 shoot me a little two three dollars here and there for the views. So I'm just going. You feel me? Speak my piece. They say if you you have not, cause you ask not. <laughs> so I'm asking for y'all. <laughs> To go ahead and subscribe, man. Thank y'all. Again, man, it's the Bring the Wood Podcast. I tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell an enemy that we talking real good sports over here. Hey, man, y'all know love, peace, and hair grease. Enjoy the day. It's a rainy day. I'm about to pour me up some hot chocolate. Smoke me a nice, you feel me? And continue to watch some football, man, because that's that's all I have. That's all I know. Hey, but y'all know as far as myself, D. Wood, and all the people that help and support me make this thing happen, I love y'all. Hey, and to the viewers, I'll see y'all next week, man. If you ain't heard your team yet, your team coming up. I got your draft needs soon. For myself and everybody that I had on this thing, it's the Bring the Wood podcast. It's your boy, D. Wood. And y'all know what I do on this podcast. I just brought the wood. Peace.